Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, podcast starts now. What's up, everybody in the universe? You're listening to Stradio Lab, um, the podcast in which two gay guys talk about straight culture, sort of. George, how the hell are you? That was that was a really good intro. Thank you. I felt like it was succinct, but in a way that felt honest because there's no point in trying to sort of invent a like if you're if you just know what it is, you can't yeah. create the surprise. So just no, like I thought say it was what great. it is and then I, move on. I also I've been noticing that like my instinct when you intro is then to make some kind of joke about its shortcomings. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, like I have to what am I gonna do? Uh, you know, not address it or or say good job. And I just wanna say, you know, I only do that because I somehow I feel like that's necessary to immediately create tension. And ultimately that intro was simply very good. George, are you in your gratitude era? I, I kind of am in my gratitude. You know what? I'll tell you what era I'm in. I am I'm in a state of perpetual anxiety that I haven't been in in years. Oh, my and gosh. I, think <laughs> there's, I am leaving for a big trip tomorrow. I am late on my I, I'm behind on doing my taxes. I'm behind, I'm catching up on work because I'm then not going to be at work for a week. I'm like dealing with various like completely non-important family things. And you know when a bunch of little things just become like there's no way out. I can't 
I can't actually like divide them into a to-do list and do it. I just am in a state of complete perpetual anxiety. <laughs> I feel completely insane because when, then when I try to explain that to people, it does not sound dramatic or interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, that makes complete sense to me. I think it's, it sucks when you're in that position because the only way to get out of it is to accept that you've like gotten lost. Like I you know. have to be, <laughs> no, like, it's true. And it's like, there's no way to save it. And you just have to be like, oops, I'm going to be late on some things. You know what's, it makes me nostalgic for at least a real problem. Like how boring for my issues to be about travel and taxes and family. Like, why can't I, I wish someone would betray me. I wish, you know, I would, you know, my mom would call me and be like, we're kicking you out, gay. <laughs> Not to sound elderly, but this is 30. <laughs> <laughs> All of our issues now are just like, well, I I was, I'm actually a week behind on my blah, blah, blah. There is and something it's... about, okay, I'm about to say something, frankly, genius. Uh -oh. 30s are the most neoliberal decade. <laughs> what do you think? I think it's transitioning into the most neoliberal decade. I actually feel like maybe our 40s will be more neoliberal. Interesting. Because then we'll have more assets. <laughs> totally. Well, I, that's why I think 40s are actually fully Republican. Oh, 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 sorry. I misunderstood. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. 30s right. are like, you're basically <laughs> trying to, you're like socially, okay, wait, this is huge. Sorry, I'm not, I need to stop. I need to not say huge because I heard that on another podcast and I don't want to copy them. Oh, huge is a, it's, it's in the mainstream. It's, it's in the mainstream, it's, it's, but no I, one I, owns I, you know, I, I've recently really been catching myself being inspired by other people. And I have to remember, I can't ever be inspired by other people. <laughs> No, no, no. Great artists steal. Great podcasters Okay, okay, okay. Well, my, my, I'm going to have a new version of Huge. You know when, um, what's that show where Jamee, Private School Girl, where her thing is quiche? I want some, <laughs> I want that. I want like my version of that. What can that be? Your catchphrase? Yeah, no, not even a catchphrase, a word that basically, like quiche is so genius because it's so clear what it means and yet it's nonsense. Mm. Like I need something, instead of saying huge, I need to say, you know, I'm going to go back to saying major. Okay, so this is major. In yeah, your but, 30s, what? Well, it's just like major's already, like it's like retro. It's not yours. Major's no, no, I'm like, not saying it's mine. I'm just saying major is so retro that I don't, I'm not copying anyone when I say it. Yeah, it just sounds like you're living in the past when you say major. Okay, you're right. What if I say, <laughs> um, uh, hmm. um, what are synonyms that's, for big? That's A plus. Okay. That's yeah, magna like, cum laude. Okay. Oh, I love magna cum laude. Okay. This is magna cum laude. So your 30s, you are socially in your 20s, but fiscally. No, wait. Fuck. You are socially in your 20s, but fiscally in your 40s. <laughs> and that's why it's neoliberal. And that's why it's neoliberal. Because you still have a sense of community and you want to like help your community. Well, you're hanging on to the social aspects of your 20s. You want to be going out. You know, you're always like, I should be going out more. You like still are having fun at parties. Maybe you don't have kids yet. And yet fiscally, you are starting to figure out like what retirement looks like. You are potentially signing up for Obamacare. You know, you have cards in your wallet that are not just <laughs> one tattered chase entry-level card. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I do think this is a really smart um, observation. And the other thing is all your disposable income goes, if you don't, because you don't have a family, you can take advantage of your income. And so it's a very individualistic outlook. Whereas, <laughs> you know, in your 40s, then suddenly your family values. 
20s, yeah. 20s, you are, you know, going to Burning Man. 30s, yeah, you're going out with your friends, but you're you're going to a to a birthday dinner and you're okay with splitting it. You're you long, no longer complain about it. Yeah. And you like go to the nice places on purpose because you're like, oh, I don't want to be around, you know, the 20 yes. somethings. Right, right, right. Exactly. Ugh, it's a disgusting little decade. It really right. is morally abhorrent. Oh my God. And it's like, it has sort of an evil plotting to it where like, yes, where, when you're in your thirties, you're like, you're thinking about the future in a way that's like dark where you're, you're a like, supervillain. You're suddenly <laughs> like, this is how I'm going to take over the world. <laughs> yeah. This is how I will own property by the time I'm 40 or whatever. And it's like, whoa, like, why are you doing that? Like that's, there's so much suffering in the world and you're plotting how to own property. Yes. It's also quite frankly, the decade when inequalities among friend groups start to show themselves <laughs> and i'm not talking at this point about like i mean obviously there will always be people who a priori have more or less but i'm talking about like all else being equal suddenly some of your friends are making more money some some of your friends are making less money some of your friends they haven't quite figured it out yet mm -hmm. other friends have given up prematurely and suddenly you know <laughs> are going to business school <laughs> Yeah, the difference is there's enough time where the differences can get very large. Yeah, that's a scary feeling. Yeah, this is this is really magna cum laude. I also feel this is magna cum laude. I was thinking about this a lot recently where it's like being gay in your 20s is like you're the same as straight people in your 20s. Like you're like <laughs> drinking too much, like being reckless, like jobless and like right. desperate. But then when you're gay in your 30s, life really starts to get different than being straight and in your 30s. Yeah. Like now it is that thing where it's like the people that like weren't like hometown girlinas like are now having kids. And mm -hmm. it's like, mm. oh, and this is like normal. And now I'm weird suddenly. Yes. And it's like, the kids aren't going to stop existing. They're actually just going to be more of them. And more, and more and more as time moves forward, I will be weirder and weirder for not having kids and being like yes. this gay. Like the fact that I was just around a lot of family and there were like toddlers and everyone's like, oh, well, my kids are like this. Well, my kids are like this. And I was like, I I can tell you about the outfit I'm planning for the club event <laughs> on Friday. Like I. <laughs> and the club event was part of the family retreat, correct? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, and I, you know, I'm proud of my life. I like my, my life. And, and, you should and there's be. a lot to be proud of, but it was really like, oh, so my life is meaningless to everyone in my family because there are no kids here. You know, I'll say this. Many of your outfits are more meaningful than multiple kids I've met in my life. Thank you for saying that. No, I think you're absolutely right. And I think there is a paradox because two things happen at once. A, people become more individual in the sense that within a friend group, people are more different than one another, right? Mm -hmm. Like they have more differences just because they've had more time to develop into who they're going to be. So on the one hand, everyone's becoming more different. On the other hand, you guessed it, everyone's becoming more the same. <laughs> <laughs> Because people are actually like growing into what acceptable adulthood is. Yeah. And the whiplash of that can make you, you know, go to grad school. I mean, it can make you do crazy shit. I am really thinking like recklessly, but in a way that is like family values reckless. Like I'm yes. like, oh, I'll show them. Like I'm going <laughs> to. Well, family oh. values is one of the most reckless things. It's interesting. People think of, you know, going out drinking, blacking out as a reckless act. For many people, that's getting married and having kids. They're like that feeling is, reckless, gonna get married and have kids. Yeah, I'm gonna like commit to my to like 
I'm going to like own a home and get married. How's that for fucking crazy? That I'm going to make everyone be, stand there and like, watch that me should kiss be considered, someone. Yeah, that should be considered more irresponsible than going out and doing drugs. <laughs> I've always thought it was, but I'm yeah, starting to no, realize that that's crazy. No, that but that but you're absolutely right because in the 20s you're a teen bride, in 30s suddenly it's acceptable, and then mm -hmm. the opposite happens where if you're in your 20s and you're like out every night, then it's normal. And if you're in your 30s, suddenly what? People are worried about you. I know, and it's like, no, you. I'm doing what's right. I've, I'm, I'm saying true what to we myself. Decided based on years of research was the normal thing to do. <laughs> Um, also, this is extremely, this conversation is so Sex in the City, it's insane. Well, like, someone I'm, has to do it. They're 75 <laughs> <I'm>, years old. <laughs> it's truly like we are just rehashing like an, an episode from season two. Yeah. Well, and, but you know we're like doing it with sincerity in a way that I, I'd say is groundbreaking yeah. in a way. Michelle Obama voice and doing it flawlessly. <laughs> wow, your favorite meme. My favorite meme. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> That meme oh. is magna cum laude. <laughs> <laughs> it's magna cum laude for sure. I am so excited for magna cum laude to catch on. <laughs> All right. Here's what I think. I think we should bring in our guest before I lose the little energy that I have mustered up. And fall I think you're 100% right. Um, well, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, we are so excited to have her on. You know, let me tell you something. This girl, this girl is someone I know I can talk to when I need a paradigm shift. Do, do you have those people in your life? You are in a cycle of thinking and you say, no, where's the exit ramp? Mm -hmm. Okay, this next guest, she is an exit ramp for me often. Interesting. So, and that's all I'll say. So please welcome Melissa Rich. Oh my God, thank you. I'm a little, slightly concerned with that. Okay, exit what ramp. are you concerned about? Is that good? Oh. Yes. Is that, I mean, I figured it was good. No, the exit ramp is I'm in the vicious cycle. I can't stop. I am spinning I'm out. Going in I circles. Whatever. Okay, great. Okay. There great. needs to be something new. Fabulous. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> great. Happy to be that for you. It is always hard when your introduction is sort of like, this is what they are to me. I'm so This that. is yeah. how no, I, I use them. You know, for when you say something game. that sounds so object, so completely positive and complimentary in your head. Actually, someone recently did that to me and I won't say who it was. <laughs> it was a past guest and she goes, and I hope she's okay with me saying this. She was like, you know, the other day I was thinking, do people talk about George being hot? And so <laughs> she was saying this in the sense that like, she wanted to tell me, you know, she thought I was hot. But of yeah. course the way I heard it is she's like, wait, no one is talking no one about, people, about people normally <laughs> talk about him being a troll but actually i'm attracted <laughs> to kind of a non-traditional beauty and to me he's kind of hot that's so funny that's no tough. i'm taking it complimentary yes i totally get that when you were in a space where you're like this is exactly clear to me yeah. and then comes out and someone is like I'm going to think about that in my room alone for yes. a long time and i'm like oh god sorry set someone into a tailspin right you have a yeah and 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 the exit ramp, it's just you have an ability to view something in a new light. I love that. Thank you. So, Melissa, what do you think about this discussion regarding different decades and their political <laughs> implications? I mean, I was having a full panic attack the entire time. I was smiling <laughs> along, but that is, these are my deepest, deepest worries. Yeah, I- it's, Well, ours too, obviously. It's bubbling under the surface at every moment. And 
I think the second you leave New York, the sense of self that is so obvious and so present all the time can crumble immediately. Because like you said, Sam, my interests and my concerns on a daily basis are often outfit driven, party driven, <laughs> like anything that, that does not make any sense to talk about with your family. I actually just had a very fun family wedding in New Jersey, and it was the only family event. And I feel like it was because we're on my turf where it was like, OK, this makes sense. She is mm -hmm. doing something like no one had kids there. It was like, OK, cool. But it's never been like that. It's kid focused. It's career focused. And like even with us, like career things that are huge and momentous to us, it's like nobody gets that. No. So it's like I feel unemployed, yes. drug addicted, and I'm nearly homeless. I'm like, yeah, oh, glad I came. Glad I no, came. It really, like, it really is crazy. Merry Christmas. Yeah. When you see wow. it on paper, when you're like, when you say what your life is on paper, and then you look at it and you're, with kind of like fresh eyes, you're like, oh, it's <laughs> like, horrifying. Like in, in if this was a Christmas movie, I would be like a burnout. The fuck up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But. In the city, it's kind of like, oh, we're all fabulous. And this is a blast. But yeah, you, you just got to stay in New York. I really don't like to leave. Really do not like to. It I is, agree like, with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Like Matthew sometimes talk about this, talks about this in terms of being from New York, where he's like, in a weird way, it's actually the most provincial place you can be from because you have mm -hmm. such a fear of leaving because it is so it's like a vortex that sucks you in. Yeah, I do feel like the older I get, the more I feel <laughs> out of place. And I'm not even saying I have such a rich and incredible life in New York. It's not that it's just like, I have mm -hmm. to believe in New York values <laughs> in order to believe that I'm in any way doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. This I, is the paradigm we believe in. I disagree. I think you have a very fun life in New York. Thank you very much. You're always out. You're downtown, you know, fun people. <laughs> I think you have a very fun. Here I am exit ramping for you. Yes, yes. You have a no, very truly. fun life. Yes, thank you. No, I you have to them. agree. I think, George, you take a more even well rounded approach to New York yeah. um, than most people, you know, because you get the high and the low. You do, oh, you're going to you're going to art shows, you're going to Broadway, and then you're also going to like comedy. Parties. Yeah. Wow. You guys, yeah. thank you. Of course, you know, it's like I hear objectively a compliment. Of course, I hear it. I'm like, oh, they think I'm not committed to comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest guilt trip yeah. that we give ourselves? Like, oh, my God. P yes. COVID was huge for me in that way where I was like, I am free, like momentarily of this. Like, I have to be at whatever birthday party I don't want to be at having a terrible time for three hours. Like, it was just like, I actually don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. If I was at your birthday, I wanted to be there. This is not about you, but yeah, or shows or whatever. Yeah. No, I mean, it's I. Hard. Oh, honey, I haven't been to a birthday party I don't want to go to in many years. Yeah. I nice. said, oh, I'm living life purposefully, and and mm -hmm. I'm getting there my way. Well, there yeah. is. It's funny for anyone listening who might not understand the pressures of a comedy birthday party. <laughs> basically, <laughs> what yeah, happens? Open it up. Open it up. If you're in an industry and calling you know <laughs> underground bar comedy shows in industry generous at best sure yeah but if you're kind of in this community where okay you're largely not getting paid there's no you know especially you know when we were a bit younger like it's not like people work at different comedy companies and there are parties and there's hr you have to make all of it yourself so when you're invited to a birthday party you're like oh this is a work event yeah 
truly and it's one of i think the most anxious scenes that exists like i think everyone has social anxiety so like it's not usually like a comfortable environment generally until you know everyone gets a little drunk or whatever it's fun but it's uh, yeah it's intense yeah there's there's hierarchies there's like beefs there's all this stuff <laughs> and it's just like and also everyone is like freaking out about who to talk to so they're like talking to one person for one second and like you literally have to have two sentences prepared for everyone because that's as many words as you'll get and then they'll be like oh my god and hi you and it's yep. just like oh no 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 i there was a point in my life where i absolutely adored a comedy party because yeah. they were fun we were all friends and it was all great it and then as soon as like it started getting like they're okay wait there's actual jobs okay wait there's actual power yeah. okay wait this is it was like mm, 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 i'm out i'm out this sucks well fun comedy party cat cohen's that's oh me God. i was oh like okay God, we're in business <laughs> this is how it should be and that is open bar that's the yeah. i think that's the key it open is bar, good dj you know yeah there's really no answer to what I'm about to say, but having an open bar party should simply be easier. <laughs> like, yes. should just, there, there should just be a way. Like, it should there not should... have to be corporate funded for there to be an open bar. Could not agree more. Venues should be easier. Just like it should all be much easier than it is. But I we need a foundation because having an open bar really is the best thing one can have. So they can get away yes. with charging. I don't even know how much. Right. And sometimes when you do the math, like in some events that I've like, looked into it's like okay if you are planning on like each person having like this many drinks per hour blah 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 like you become a scientist and figure it out and it's like okay fine that's fair but like i mean still, it, is, cut me it a break. is fair in the sense that you are yourself paying for literally everyone's drinks for a whole night <laughs> so like that makes sense. that's so insane to think about if you're just like here's my card that's I really uh, i want to do that so bad me too. i know me too in our 40s. <laughs> our 40s. Yes, yes. Yes. I do. I'm yes. going to have a big 40th bash. Oh, you should. Oh, yeah. Did you, your Stay 30th tuned. was in the pandemic, right? I had my 30, 30th in the pandemic. It was uh, during that time when it was unclear what the rules were. And so I unwittingly had it at a bar, at a dive bar. Like I thought it was going to be like very calm where suddenly I learn it's one of those places where you're not allowed to stand up. Remember that phase of the pandemic where like uh -huh. people will be Wait, like, are no, you talking you about the clandestino? It was a clandestino. Yeah. 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 So suddenly everyone is getting there and they have to legally be on tape, like sitting at tables. Oh, so no. there's like, so that, and obviously I didn't book the whole room. So there's like a table over here, a table over here, a table outside. And meanwhile, I am like crouching while walking. Cause I'm again, not allowed to stand up. <laughs> And going from table to table saying hi to people. Well, oh my God. Yeah, you should have the biggest 40th so, yeah, of all 40, time. 40 is going to be magna cum laude for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Should we do our first segment is the question on everyone's lips. I think that's Ooh. a great idea. So, Melissa, our first segment is actually called Straight Shooters. And in it, we ask you a series of rapid fire questions, basically this thing or this other thing, to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. Um, the oh, only God. rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions or we will yell at you. Oh my God. Fair. That Fair. You know, listeners are applauding and in fact standing <laughs> up from their chairs despite that being illegal amid COVID because of how good that introduction was. Melissa, for context, Sam used to be insecure about doing the introduction to this segment. It's really? so many words. Yeah. You're it's just very a lot. good at intros. The top oh, intro is good. Please. You're concise. No. Very concise. I, 
you know, I, sometimes I feel that I don't sell, um, when I'm on script, I feel I don't sell the emotion and I, I, I can adopt sort of a bored tone and people can tell my heart's not in it. It's but... tough because we both do that. And mm -hmm. <laughs> in many other ways, we are yin and yang. In that one way, it's like we do both <laughs> kind of sound bored. <laughs> I think that's a vibe and that's your brand. Yeah. Yeah. Entertain me. Yeah. yeah. No, Make it's me true. not bored. It's true. Well, That's true. it's kind of like entertain me, and then the person starts talking, and then we interrupt while still sounding bored. <laughs> um, it's fun to sound bored and urgent at the yes. same time. <laughs> that, that's kind of my uh, my entire vibe. Yeah, I actually yeah. love that. George, you kick us off. Mm, it would be my honor. Melissa, mm -hmm. a white man calling his male friend his homie, or a white woman calling her male friend my best guy friend? <laughs> Oh, uh, God, my best guy friend, I guess, is the lesser of the <laughs> two drastic evils. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Melissa, whose line is it anyway, or who's on first? Who's on first? Hmm. Okay, Melissa, <laughs> don't drop the soap or don't tread on me. Don't drop the soap, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, vine compilations or the power of imagination? Vine compilations. Okay making a tasteless joke when someone talks about getting a facial or making a tasteless joke when someone is wearing a pearl necklace. Mm. Mm, facial, facial, <laughs> yeah. Okay, the power of the dog or the cat in the hat? Power of the dog. <laughs> Emily Ratajkowski or Pixar's Ratatouille? Pixar's Ratatouille. Have I done that one before? I'm not sure. Mm. I liked it. <laughs> Or Oh, that was a really yeah. good one. I love a sound-based yeah. one. Thank you. It was a little more conceptual. Um, is that the end of our straight shooters? That's, I guess that's the end. Wow. So you killed it. Thank you. <laughs> These were good. These were good ones. It's it's tough to put yourself in so in the present that you're like, if you think for a second. That, that's the thing. Yeah. You're going to fuck it up. Of a, it's kind of a therapy exercise. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's about turning off. It's about turning off, it's the, about turning off the, the busy turning city on. life. And, yes. And just yeah. focusing on this Zoom window right here. And exactly. now that you've played that game, you can let go of all your past traumas. Oh my God. Thank God. <laughs> I feel I feel lighter. I feel good. Wow. So traumas are like over, right? That's such a so. good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's either they're over or I am so used to the traumas that they are just built in. I'm living them all the time, wearing them like a a puffer coat I never take off. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I a feel given. Like, <laughs> but I feel like now like having trauma is like over like it's like <laughs> well it's trauma like, really had a moment and now it's like right yeah like okay well it's like, tough yeah. when something is proven to be universal because at first everyone who has trauma thinks they're original mm -hmm. it's right. kind of like you know it's that thing that people say you know if all art is political then no art is political you know if everything is about gender or class then nothing is about gender or class like you you know you kind of start it starts losing its meaning once it becomes clear that everything is trauma. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And especially in comedy, because I feel like there was that phase where it was just yeah. everything was just, this is a horrible thing about myself and that happened. And like, I'm really glad to see that easing out. In many okay. ways, I actually think the pandemic helped with that because for everyone to undergo the same trauma all at once. Yes. 
made Boring. people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Okay. Congrats. Yeah, I did that too. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why but, COVID art is so unbearable. And, yes. you know, I will, yeah. I will bring up Sex in the City because you asked <laughs> when they, the first line of it just like that was, what do we have to touch elbows or stand six feet above? I was just like, well, we're doomed. Like I knew the entire series was going to be terrible because why when you are united in that same trauma, no one wants to talk about that trauma. Exactly. And, and that's such a good point because importantly, that then makes them relatable to to people not in New York and sex in the city (laughs) is not about something that's relatable. Like the first line should have been, the first line should have been like, Oh, you got a head transplant? I was hearing about those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It needs to be yes. something that like people can't relate to and then that'll be like aspirational. Exactly. I, you know, can't really take part in this conversation because I on record on this podcast said I like how they addressed COVID in Angel. No, like you that. didn't. <laughs> I I love having a podcast so that I'm all obsessed. my horrible opinions are recorded forever. That um, is the scariest part. But I do think the trauma of the pandemic was funny because at the beginning, people did try to make it about them. Like they were like, well, this is happening to me. Like my vacation was canceled. Yes. And it's like, yeah, everyone's vacation was canceled. Like it was really kind of like took a couple months for Mm -hmm. for people to understand like, oh, this is everyone. Yeah. Well, like my job got interrupted and it's like, yep. That's kind of how it's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the anxiety angle. And listen, I'm saying this to someone who constantly talks about, as I did earlier today, about drowning in a sea of anxiety. However, if your response to COVID is like, oh my God, I, I already have anxiety. Now I have to go to the grocery store and put on a mask. Then <laughs> it, you're suddenly hitting a wall because it's like, well, people are literally dying. So you can't, it just... It's, Quite simply, having anxiety is the best thing you can, is, is like the yeah. least dramatic thing you can be experiencing during COVID. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, with that, COVID found dead in a ditch. Yeah. And so that brings me to my last point. You know, these snowflakes on the campuses. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm always saying that. We're always saying that. We're always and saying that. And you end the trigger warnings, okay? And trigger warnings. And get those. Let's burn some books. You know, when I see um, the abbreviation CW, I always think it's like trigger spelled C H R. That's so funny. That's insane. <laughs> trigger warning. You don't think of the CW network? I was That's about to say, of. yeah. No, I think I was actually, warning. now that I'm bearing my soul on a podcast, I was a local cable CW girl in my previous life. What do you mean? I was watch how I met your mother's weeknights at seven only on Pittsburgh CW. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought you were going to say I was, you were I was a your... local cable sensation. Wait. Oh, I see. You were a, a television local. personality. Yeah. Were you like a news anchor or were you just like, I just... did go to school for news and sports, but I quickly abandoned that as talk about trauma. I was like, I'm not going to a burning building you're either bored or it's like a fire and 10 people are dead i was just like this is not for me sports you're not allowed to have sex with them and you have to actually know a lot about it it really is true yeah so yeah i wound up on the cw network so you were on the cw saying watch how i met your mother yeah like industrial commercials it hosts like events and like you know whatever local cable stuff needed to be said 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest time of my life. And it was like two years. It was it was a long time. Yeah. I have to say this actually clicks like so much. Like it it's such <laughs> a this context makes so much sense to me. I like I see the energy. I see how you could like fully be that person. And it is like really funny to see. Well, I think the issue, Melissa, yeah. is like you are meant to be a host, a right. hostess, but not on local cable. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But like so also big fish in a small pond. Sure, sure. But I, I almost feel like hosting is so dead. Like everyone's a host. Everyone's like social media, it kind of just like killed us. If you see a show with a host, you're kind of like, oh god. Yeah. You know, no, you're like, absolutely right. You know, it killed. Here's the thing. There are skills like hosting. Another skill, which I was like just talking about with someone, is the skill of being a really good television personality in terms of like someone who would be on Hollywood squares, like mm -hmm. someone who would even like a Marina Menounos type. Totally. Like totally. there just is not to say that Marina Menounos is some genius, but there <laughs> is now, right. now everyone, I mean, now everyone is a host. Now everyone is on Hollywood squares. Now everyone yeah. is a television personality. There's um, an art to it. There is an art. If you to watch it. like even just like how they move their hands. Yeah. Like, and like, like cadence is obviously huge and like really specific to each host like they i think they spend a lot of time on like like how am i talking what's the rhythm of mm -hmm. like my you know and it boils down to charisma like totally once that yeah. stopped being a prerequisite then you know we're fucked i know i know <laughs> no one's got charisma anymore yeah but there's a power in it too the a, a host with no charisma oh that i want to see that way more That's really to see someone flop i want to see like <laughs> i want to see a real person up there like struggling through it um, totally well that's also like you know you want to watch a movie because like someone's like bad or so you know uh, like, sure, it, that's sure. fine even i think there's more anxiety in a bad host like really flopping well it's like, also like to see someone begin with a sort of momentum and then realize halfway through oh no i don't know how to do this <laughs> mm -hmm. like i think of this when i you know when i see people posting videos and they're like you know it's very clear that they they've seen other people do it it looks easy enough they're gonna tell a story and then they start and they're like let's say there is some viral meme and everyone's talking about their experience with their plants dying they start and they're like okay so i get this plant i literally return home <laughs> i look at it and, and then they realize oh no i have no punchlines. nothing i'm saying is funny nothing i'm saying is interesting but then they have yeah. to keep talking and so they're like okay what do i do i guess i could curse like i could i could try that like that could be an element of it or maybe i'll try to be sexy like maybe, maybe i'll take <laughs> off my shirt like, <laughs> maybe i'll take off my shirt scramble uh, it is this, it's a scramble i'm currently obsessed with this man on TikTok that i found who is like the most unnatural performer i've ever seen and he makes so many videos that are like he's just like a single gay guy living in england and he like makes like lip sync videos that are he can't get the words right he makes like dance challenges where he's like half doing it i'm Love he's it. He's like our age. I'm addicted to him. And I'm like, I don't know how you can be so bad at this and still keep going. Yeah. That's there the beauty of TikTok. There's like <laughs> flexibility that there, you can be bad and like people will still like you to a certain extent. Like you won't be like hype house or whatever, but you're going to like have a following. If you're bad. I mean, I, as someone who who is very much on the outside, as I've said many times before, proudly, I do not have TikTok. 
it does seem to me what makes it to my desk makes it seem like it actively rewards anti-star power. It's like it's <laughs> yeah. literally a medium where totally. it's almost like the the corporate fat cats, as my colleague Claire would say, are watching and they're like, who here is the the least compelling on screen? Like find someone whose face is completely interchangeable. Someone who has like, who looks exactly like someone you would see on the street and then give them the clicks. Yeah. Yeah. There is something to it. Well, it's, it's kind of, um, who was the guy on American Idol who people kept voting Sanjaya. in? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok is that as TikTok an is Sanjaya. Yeah. <laughs> is that his name? Yeah. Am I wrong? Okay. That is his name, right, Melissa? No, that's right. Yeah. Okay. No, TikTok yeah. is literally, that is the perfect encapsulation of what TikTok is because yeah. it is basically like those early memes, like Sinjaya or do you remember Obama girl? Yes. Yes. Obama girl. Oh like all these things that like we have purposefully forgotten because they were not memorable. Right. Now there is an app dedicated to Obama girl and Sinjaya. <laughs> and like making celebrities out of people who are purposefully not good at this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, glad we figured that one out. Um, let's get to our topic. Yeah. Melissa, would you like to introduce the topic you brought forth and then maybe say a little bit about what you think makes it straight? Sure. Um, I'd like to start off by saying I don't play games. And if you know me, you know, I don't play games. (laughs) That's your, that's your catchphrase. That's my catchphrase. Yeah. I I don't say it. I don't play games. And if you know me, you know, I don't play games. Oh my god. So I think I'm in a uh, straight presenting relationship. And occasionally, we will meet other couples who will want to first of all, just hanging out to straight couples, hell, hell in a in a handbasket, whatever they oftentimes will want to do game night, which is even worse. The concept of games in general, I think, is inherently straight. And then when we're making products about them, which Georgie brought up, Cards Against Humanity. I don't think there was a darker time in like hanging out than when everyone wanted to play Cards Against Humanity constantly. And games where like it try you try to like bring funny out of unfunny people (laughs) is, I think, really, really dark. And I would just like to ask for people who like games like what are you afraid of? Like, if there's no game going on, what you're going to have to talk or so, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm here, I'm here to hang. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's so much there. I have been such a strong hater of game nights for so much of my life. And I, I agree. I think it's like a cop out. And I'm like, if I'm hanging out with you, I want to be hanging out. I want to be like chatting and I want to be able to get up and I don't want to like pay attention and like, Whose turn is it? And blah, 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 blah. But this is 30. Now I'm starting to be like, you know, maybe there is something to, you know, we we drank for some social lubrication. Maybe a game is a bit of a, a social lubrication as well. That's the devastating thing about it's, it is, is as you <laughs> get older. And I'm, I see what you're saying. I'm I'm torn between these two points of view. <laughs> Don't go over there, George. You were on this side before. No, I'm. You know what? Listen, I'm on your side 100. First of all, if you're talking about literally straight couples having a game night, I am against that yeah. top to bottom. There's no part. Okay, of me. okay. <laughs> There's no part of me that I, finds that appealing. Even if 
I, I think it will end up being like a straight night if oh, yes, a bunch of gay couples get together <laughs> yes, and play games. Yes. Now you're straight. Now it's you're true. straight it's hanging true. out. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, yes. I'm certainly on your, like, I'm with you. And in fact, it is like, it freaks me out that, you know, when you feel yourself getting older and you feel yourself being like, oh, celebrity is kind of fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's one game that I will play. Okay, what is it? And the only reason is because A, there's no capitalistic supplies that I have to buy. <laughs> B, it's on the phone already. And it's only because this is good when you're like waiting in line or like waiting for a drink. And that is, of course, heads up on the phone. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, where it's like, yeah, ding, yeah. ding. Ugh, they can't see me. I'm doing yeah. a, a motion yeah, yeah, on my yeah, forehead yeah. where I'm holding my phone. That's the only fun one. And that's because it's like, you're trying to figure out how to like describe Ariana Grande to your friend. Like that's fun. <laughs> and that's it. That's the only game. I don't play games. If you know me, I don't play games. If I am <laughs> playing a game, it's heads up because I'm waiting for something. Oh, well, catchphrase. Your catchphrase is getting longer and longer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. First of all, I want to say I, I completely, Cards Against Humanity, I've never hated anything more. Well, I want to say like most, most of the time, I fully agree with you. And it's, Wait, talk a little bit. Sorry. Let's, we need to talk about Cards Against Humanity. Get, yeah, I know, I know you want to move on, but. Well, Cards Against Humanity is evil inherently. It feels almost hacked to even talk about, but it's because it's like pretending to have a sense of humor and it was taking what was natural about apples to apples and finding like dark humor and like weird combinations and like putting making the game entirely that where it's like there's no creativity anymore you're just putting like hitler and poo poo yeah. and it's like <laughs> cool like this is not funny so it's extremely lame extremely lazy extremely broy, uh mm -hmm. and like edgelord lazy edgelord humor it's really yeah. like imagine like being in a social gathering and then someone taking out a box and then being like here here are some funny things oh. everyone can say like yes oh it's that's horrible. exactly it it's akin to like putting on a comedy and being like this is my favorite part this is my favorite part this is my favorite part <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes the dread that i feel when someone suggests a game is vast it's just like i'm like no like we're having a good time like just like there's no way to like vibe like i get it the like social lubrication of it all but i think that's a cop out and people need to get better be better like be you gotta you gotta do it yeah be best you gotta do it you gotta figure it out like oh you know and what? drinking games are bad too oh okay wait see the thing i'm like sam loves games well sam is kind say of, it, sam, sam like sam as we've said before fetishizes straight culture so that's the tension <laughs> yeah. of this podcast is like yeah he hates it but you know mm. kind of turns okay. him on <laughs> yeah i like, don't <laughs> And at this point, now that I feel more mature and more that I know who I am, I feel like I could play a drinking game and have like a real blast with it as like a retro uh, approach to a game. Whereas like before I was like, oh, I'm doing this because I feel like I have to. But now I'm like, okay, well, now I could do it and not feel like I need to pretend to be them. I could do mm -hmm. it in my own way. That's fair. Ownership over the game. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued with Melissa, what you're saying that like, basically any shortcut is a cop-out and like part of <laughs> being a person is finding a way to be either funny or charming or interesting or educate or you know finding something mm -hmm. to, to teach someone like you need to pull your weight yeah and like yeah you have to find socializing is simply part of the human experience 
And if you don't know how to do it, you can't need a game in order to like, I, yes, to, to make a human connection. And listen, I'm not above shortcuts. I am a person who loves drugs. You know, it's like, it's not like we're like going dry, going bone dry and figure out, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, fine. But like, I think if, if you're the person who's always bringing games out, there are things that we need to uncover. There's some things yeah. that we need to like really look at why are you scared to be in a room without a game you know yeah i do well, like it's... the comparison of games and drugs like rather than bringing <laughs> coke and being like oh god like he's who do you want to hang out with the person who brought coke or the person who brought apples to apples you know what <laughs> i mean that. you're gonna Say yeah you're, who are you gonna want to sam's like apples your next apples. party <laughs> <laughs> no i unfortunately no, would have, rather no. do the other one but it's I've been yeah I've been reflecting on <laughs> whether or not that's a good thing like sure. I I feel the same way I judge I judge the game people and I'm like I judge people that are like I'll have like one beer and we can play a board game I'm like no we're oh. doing shots and we're like listening to music too loud like yes and, but it's like maybe they have something right like no no <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a moment of self-doubt so I that's kind of where I'm coming from fair but here's the other thing like how often are we really like actually making plans to get together to be at someone's home like all of those like elements coming together i'm like let's like dig in you know what i mean like yeah. i want to find out if you're boring i want to find out if you like have no opinions and have nothing to say you know what i mean even if that's less fun than like you know playing or whatever it's like i you know investigative journalism let's like have wow, a, your broadcast journalism you know background I mean? is coming out once again. <laughs> again, again, I can't lose I it. I definitely, I when it's someone I haven't seen in a while and it's supposed to be like a special hang, I will get like pissed off if we're playing a game. Because yeah. It's yeah. like, we need to catch up. Stop making me do this. Exactly. <laughs> to be exactly. honest, I kind of feel similarly. I mean, we can break down w drugs another time, but with weed specifically, sometimes I feel similarly when I'm like, wait, we haven't seen each other in three years and you want to smoke weed, something that literally will make me like mm. less interesting and less like alert and more lethargic. Yeah. Like that's so lame. Yeah, yeah that's fair. I, I I feel like it it has a similarly like sedating effect. And I think, yeah. Melissa, to your point, like it prevents someone from actually showing their full self rather than being additive and, accent and accentuating their true self. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think like if you're a few and I'm I'm not advocating for everyone drinking all the time. It's not just alcohol, but like there are other things you can do that like actually bring out parts of yourself that wouldn't otherwise come out rather than hide them because you're reading literally like Hitler's dick. <laughs> yeah. And I think in some ways you can find out too much about someone, especially if you're playing with like strangers and like they're losing their mind over Hitler's dick. Like now I know you in yeah. a way that I didn't intend to like, just tell me what your job is or something. <laughs> well, don't even get me started on when people cannot, <laughs> George, you know how I feel about knowing what people's job is. Oh yeah. Like, you but... hate it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but, I don't, no. I don't like it either. Oh, I'm just like, I actually do need people to like come like when I am meeting you or seeing you for the first time in a year, like tell me where you're living, like mm. what your job is and who you are dating. And then we can like move on. Like, yes. <laughs> like I need to know the, the facts before we just like play a game. And I hate when people like assume, you know, already, or like, yeah, or like think it's 
think it's boring to talk about that stuff because I'm like, no, that's how we get it. Like you have to be able to tell mm -hmm. me those things and then we can get to know each other on like a personality level. But I need to know where you're coming from a little. Interesting. Oh, I thought you were going to say the opposite. But don't you feel like then you're stuck in a conversation where someone has to explain like dividend trading? <laughs> no, because it's up to you to like run, like ask the follow up questions. So if you aren't like, I've always wondered about dividend trading, like you can just be like, okay. Like, and mostly this is when it's like an old friend is what I'm thinking of. Like, sure. If I see like a college friend now and it's like, okay, I'm just tell me the things about you. So then we can like be friends again. Mm -hmm. But I can't like just pretend like I can't like talk about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock for like an hour <laughs> without like knowing if you are like married now. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I do I feel like, like what you're saying is very 30s. It's very like yeah. you need to put the person in a box. I just yeah. need to know where I'm coming, where they're coming from. And just, yeah, I don't know why that's, I'm obsessed with it. That's fascinating. I think I'm the opposite. I think I like the, like, we don't know where anyone is. And I think that comes from me avoiding saying that I'm a comedian. I think that's where that like totally. starts off. Also, yeah. I never understand what anyone's job is, which is a huge flaw in my part, like consultant or something mm -hmm. vague like that. Like, I'm like, even really good friends that I have, I don't, I have no idea what their job is. And I don't know. I like that. <laughs> Something I kind of like is when you're at a party and you're talking to someone, you don't know anything about them. And then someone pulls you aside or you you're like, Oh, who was that guy? And then someone's like, Oh yeah, they're Olivia Wilde's assistant. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I love learning something like me too. Secondhand right. after and the fact context. and then having a secret that I know this while talking to them. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Yeah, that's like my I love that truly too. my favorite, especially in New York, where you really never know what you're going to get. You don't know. You don't no, know. I want everything to be above board. I need to know what I'm working with. You know, what if I'm like, oh, I don't like the direction um, of, of Vogue these days. And I'm, <laughs> I, and I'm talking to this woman and someone says, hey, that's Anna Wintour. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's one. Oh, no. Oh, no. It would be I made really funny if you, were, if you were talking to Anna Wintour and did not know about it, and you were talking about how you don't like the direction of Vogue. Um, Just thought she was wearing sunglasses. Yeah. I didn't know it was her. She looks so much shorter in person. And then you're like, okay, your look is serving Anna Wintour. Yeah. And she's like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Oh something actually like that happened to me recently where I met this girl at like a house party. She seemed perfectly normal, you know, very pleasant to talk to. And then I left and it was, do you remember when someone wrote an article and the headline was hot girls drink whole milk? No. It was about how like no. milk is making a comeback after come back after like everyone was getting almond milk and oat milk. And oh, like, sure, sure, sure. Yes, hot okay. girls are now ordering whole milk. Okay. So I left this party <laughs> and the person I was with goes, that's the girl that wrote the hot girls drink whole milk. <laughs> and she was telling me she's been getting like death threats over it from like animal rights activists. Oh no. Oh my God. That's really funny. I love that. Would it have changed the conversation had you known? But that's the thing. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like, I, it's, I, I like the, the excitement of it. Like that you never know totally. what this person could be. 
especially when it's like, okay, this party is hosted by, let's say, Sam. So I know Sam, you know, is in comedy. I know he's a writer or whatever. Anyone could be at his party. If I haven't met someone at his party, maybe it's someone that he was coworkers with at, uh, you know, when he was writing for somewhere. Maybe it's someone he knows through someone else. You know, it's like fun. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but what about when it's like a party? Okay, let's say, hmm. Like it's more removed. Like what if it's, what if it is a college friend having a housewarming in today's era? Mm. And so you're meeting all these people who like you have no context for. I see what you're saying. It's like when I met that girl, it's like when I was telling you, I met that girl at a party, somehow found myself talking about our podcast for a half hour. And then I was like, what podcast do you listen to? And she said, Pod Save America. Yeah, that's what if I'm at one of those parties, I'm assuming everyone works in advertising. If they're not married, they're close. If, and like, you know, it's the, I think that you can you're safe to assume I'm the weirdo here. Like no one's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Sam, I, you love you love putting labels on things. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's reactionary and conservative. I, I don't need I don't I simply don't care what the answer to the question is. Right. I just think it's helpful to know. Cuz even like I don't care if it's like like I just think the small talk gets a lot easier when you have that as an option. Like if you are interested in their job, you can ask about it. And if you're not, right. Like cuz if you're having a conversation, you just don't know what to talk about. You know like, what I what it seems like to me is that you're basically making a game out of small talk. You're like, there are Ooh. questions that need to be answered. <laughs> Sam loves a game. Find oh him wherever he can. No, my goal is conversation. And sometimes there's some conversational chores that have to be figured out. And you sure. have to do a little cleaning, get the cobwebs out, and then well, you can make use of the space. To your point, I think what you're saying is like, society is a game. Where wow. where are we starting? Where are we start? It's a very gilded age. Where are we starting? You know, how long have you lived on 61st Street? This is, you know, and I get that. No, and that's so that's actually why, how I do and, see it. Yeah. And so that's why game night, it's artifact, it's it's avoiding the real game by playing exactly. side. Exactly. Exactly. And society being a game right. is actually gay. <laughs> yes. yeah. Society being a game. That's a game I play. Is yeah. gay. But yeah. games, games that are trying to distract you from great. society being a game are strange. It's great. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. That actually really works for yeah, me. Yeah. That tracks yeah. and I'm fully on board. Yeah. Have you ever had a night where you've been like gaming with friends and you've like transcended and it's been a positive experience? <sighs> wow. A resounding silence really has entered the chat. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, loud and clear. <laughs> I don't you? think so. I mean, well, I, again, it's like if there's one, God, I don't know. There is something about like if you're going away, let's say you're going upstate with a group of friends. Here's where games can be interesting is let's say it's the morning and people are like hungover, drinking coffee. People's mental capacities are not at 100%. It gives you something to do. And you've already gotten to know everyone. You no longer need to prove you're interesting. And so you're kind of just like sleepwalking through the midday. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can put myself there a little bit. Yeah. I can't think of a time where, well, I have laughed a lot playing my heads up game that I, I keep bringing up. <laughs> I've giggled I've, a lot 
but I don't think that there's been a time like I remember playing Settlers of Catan and purposely not learning the rules and antagonizing everyone in the it's the only time I played I think I ended up winning somehow too and everyone was so angry and like because I was doing things that didn't make sense or whatever and that was fun for me that does but I don't think fun. that was <laughs> sounds like a nightmare for everyone else everyone yeah, hated vibes. me everyone hated and that was a time where like I didn't know a lot of people it was uh, yeah it was absolutely joker but I found that fun um, no. I have a I have a a metaphor for what games are, or something. <laughs> okay, <Great>. ready? Okay, <laughs> hear me out. Okay, so like dogs, when you have an aggressive dog, you can take it for a walk with the dog, and then when the dogs are off leash together, they will get along, or it's more likely that they will get along because they will feel like they're part of the same pack. And I feel like games provide that for people where it's like they do something together where they like don't even realize they're bonding. But then by the end of it, they're like, well, now we've completed this thing together. So yes. we are friends okay. and we can like work as teams. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a way to <laughs> It's like if you have two students that are not cooperating, you give them a group project. <laughs> right. But I feel like most games are usually like for yourself. Like, I feel like it's rare that it's like, I mean, I'm sure there are some like team games, but like even like bowling or something, I think creates a level of like animosity. Sure. Towards the players. I just think it's like, okay, you have nothing in common with this person. Well, ta-da, now you have one <laughs> thing in common, this thing. game. Right, right, right. <laughs> Um, this horrible but, experience that we're all enduring being yeah. playing this game. But generally, I, I yeah, it's definitely a straight thing. And it is a, it's a, and I hate to be rude towards them, but it is like a boring thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think, uh, as, you know, a challenge for all our listeners is next time someone suggests playing a game, sit them down and explain that life <laughs> is a game. Yes. Society. Why don't we figure out who's going to make more money in the next five years? Let's talk about <laughs> yeah. that. No, that's a game. Let's talk about hey, our taxes. And you just no got to hey, figure that out by asking them what their jobs are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Are we ready for our last segment? I feel like it. I feel like, I mean, society being the game, <laughs> I, I don't think we'll top that. Yeah, I agree. I do want to say I thought about charades. I was like, because oh, yeah. charades would, to the untrained eye, charades is a red herring because you think... Yes. Charades is going to be gay yes. because we're acting something out. Yes. It's actually the straightest of them all. Melissa, like that's genius. <laughs> it's co-opted. It's like completely. That's the only time that straight people, I think, can feel really alive and perform is in under this guise of you. Right. Well, yeah. Charades. I mean, like many things, like weddings. Even it's like, oh, I didn't know I could do this. I'm allowed yeah. to move. It's the equivalent of like getting in the middle of the dance circle yes. at a wedding, which yes. is horrible. That's the straightest thing you can do. That's real straight. Well, charades is also like invented to make couples fight. And totally. that is very straight. That's true. And actually, yeah. not only charades, that is a big part of game night. The vibe of game night is yeah. tension between couples. Yes. It's like yes. where you go when there's already tension and you really want to just break up. It's totally. Your thing earlier about Settlers of Catan and like sort of being like an obstacle on purpose, I feel like as 
like not straight men, we are already put in that role so often when playing a game with straight men because mm -hmm. they already know the rules, they already care a lot about it, and they know how to do it well. And so even if you're trying to learn sincerely, you're like kind of in the way. And so there is something to just like <laughs> leaning, leaning into it and being like, you know what? If I'm the problem, then I'm gonna be a I'm huge be the problem. problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And actually, can I say something about what you just said about them knowing the rules? This is something that bothers me so much. When did everyone learn the rules to everything? How do people know rules to card games? It actually, totally. it drives me insane. I'm like, I didn't have some crazy childhood where I grew up in a cult. Like, why, yeah. why didn't I, you know, why don't I know these things? Where was everyone where they learned? If the families and my mom's side of the family, which my mom is the middle of five sisters, take that in. They are big. They play one like weird rummy game that's just like fights. Like, like I would not be surprised if someone got slapped like over the like it's a funnel for tension of any kind. Mm -hmm. So if your family played card games, let me just say, what are you running from? What are you hiding? <laughs> yeah. Well, you your family kind of bigger there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What trauma is under there? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think let's do our final. I mean, I there's so. there's actually a lot more to talk about because games, oh, we can keep talking and we don't have to. But I'm just like, it's <laughs> tough. It's hard to cut off because I am like every time we start to cut off, I'm like, well, but also, and, yeah. yeah, there are so it's, many. Yes. I mean, it, it is because there are other things. There's like Monopoly. Like, where does that fit into all of this? Mm. Monopoly is the one game where I'm like kind of interested in that. Like fake yeah. money. Well, it's life is a game made into a game. Exactly. And that's <laughs> sure. actually the only cool thing. Right. It's commentary. That is actually really cool. Right. It's satire. It's satire. Monopoly it is satire. <laughs> As opposed to like, have you played like the game of life? Like right. that actually, it's just too like, literal. that's too on the nose. No. Yeah, just stop. No. Monopoly is like, you are a titan. Enjoy your power. Yeah. And like, that's actually very fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually very fun. <laughs> <laughs> you are a titan. You've bought up all the homes in yes. town. <laughs> Your dad is drowning in debt. You have put him out on the street. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Send all of your dissenters to prison. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do a games part two because I think there's just games is so broad. There's so much, there's so many different styles so much. and it's, yeah, it's hard to paint with such broad strokes. And sometimes the games are bad. Sometimes the games it's are true. good. Well, like listen, our sports games, that's another question. Sports like, games? Our sports. Oh, sure. Sure. I thought you were, you meant like games. fantasy football, which like is like I called I... it sports games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our sports games. I mean, talk about, this is the combination of everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> I wish I could I wish I could one day join a gay rugby team, but oh I don't want to play rugby and I don't want to have to wake up on Saturdays. Totally. You just want to go to a sex party and that's okay. <laughs> those are out yeah. there. But I want it to be like I want to have like a flirty daytime event first and then totally. it turns into something really sexy. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Right? I mean even like regular <laughs> teams when I was like playing tennis in high school, not that it turned into an orgy, but it was like, I don't want to be there for when we play the sport. That was like a huge bummer. Like it was just fun to like hang out yeah, and be, like, on, be a bus. on the bus yeah. and like chill. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting how all so many events are really just about like creating little things for you to travel to and from in order to feel good. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
Uh, okay, we let's do our final segment. All right, our final segment, Melissa, is uh, pays tribute to a classic of straight culture, the radio shout out, which you may be familiar from your days as a broadcast journalist. And so, <laughs> what we do is we each give a shout out in the style of TRL, in the style of Z100, Z Morning Zoo, and to something that we want to uh, shout out. <laughs> cool. Love it. Um, iconically, I do not have one today. Sam, do you? Yeah, I'll go. I'm going to think of one in the next two seconds. Okay, go. Um, what's up, everybody across the globe? I want to give a huge, deep shout out to the Target uh, I went to in Minnesota. I was in Minneapolis this week and I went to Target and this is the Target that, you know, my family moved every two to three years growing up and going into this Target that was by my cousin's house that I have been to, oh, on Christmas's past to sort of cash in on some gift cards. Oh, it felt like coming home. I said, I've been to this Target before. That's where I bought Best of Oasis. That's where I looked at, I don't know, the PlayStation 3. That's where I, um, you get it. Um, you get it. I don't know. I, you know, when I go into a Midwestern Target, I feel at home. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could be anywhere on earth and I feel an immense sense of calm. And also, damn, they keep things clean over there. It's kind of crazy when you get used to NY City to be in a rural, not rural, suburban Minnesotan shopping center. Ooh, it's heaven on earth and take me back. Bury me at Target. XOXO. <laughs> Oh, Sam. Woo! Um, <laughs> stunning. <laughs> okay, I can try to do one. Um, what's up, freaks and geeks? The iconic underrated show. I want to give a quick shout out to Zoom's Blur Your Background feature. I've been a skeptic of this feature for two years, and in fact, I still am. However, the other day, I was in a meeting with upwards of 30 people. It was a union meeting for my job, and I thought... I don't want all these people to know what my apartment looks like. So for the first time ever, I found the blur my background feature and pressed it. Suddenly, I am Andy Serkis in Lord of the Rings, having dots on my face doing CGI work. Suddenly, they're going to fix it in post. Suddenly, I am living in the 22nd century Xenon the sequel. And I, I, I thought to myself, why in the past have I always tried to like make my apartment neat just to be on Zoom when there was the option to literally not have it be visible? People can think I'm living in a giant mansion in Bel Air. And so... And so from now on, I'm a blur, I'm a hashtag blur bitch. Wow. Bless yeah. up. Love that one. Melissa, whenever yep. you're ready. All right. Hey, hey, Um, this is a big shout out to all of the 15 minute grocery deliveries in my neighborhood. Um, one of you recently deceased, Fridge No More, funded by Russian money. They can't get over here. We miss you. That means I am spending so much more money at Gorillas, at Getter. I haven't been to a grocery store. It's got to be six to seven months. That's because of you guys. I appreciate you. Today I got grocery delivered eight minutes. That's a new record. Trying a different prosciutto brand that you guys just put on. I'm excited about it. We'll see how it goes. 
Um, yeah, big ciao le new to the Italian charcuterie section of Gorillas. How are you keeping that so fresh? It's only a literal storefront, no bigger than my own home. Thank you guys for all that you do. Love you. Your number one fan, Melissa. Woo! Oh my God, I would love some prosciutto delivered to my door. Yes. I know. Yeah. I've always felt confused about those delivery apps. And now I'm like, it can't be good. It's got to be evil, especially when that one got shut down. I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's not. I'm also like, why not have that be the future? Like, I, it's let's, the only way let's find a sustainable yeah. way to do it and just do it. 100%. I kind of, I always tip a lot because I'm like, you just gotta tip. not that I'm a hero, but I'm like, okay. You know how every time there's an inconvenience, suddenly I become a social scientist and I'm like, time is money and this is how much it is. But I'm yeah. like, okay, wait, okay. So I'm not going to and from the grocery store. That's got to be worth $15, $20. Absolutely. <laughs> of Absolutely. my time. So I might as well give that money directly to the to the person delivering. And it doesn't seem like they're marked up that much, like grocery price wise. Maybe a little bit, but like not that Listen, much. I am sure some of them are evil. Yeah. And yeah. we will do our best in the future to not use those corp companies. <laughs> yeah, just tell us who you are. If you're evil, you if you're it, evil, you, you should have their. Actually, that's a really good point. <laughs> if a company yeah. is evil, they should just say it. It yeah. would be so much easier for everyone. And then I'll make a choice from there. We'll see. Oh my god, it's if you're evil, make make some noise. Seriously, make some <laughs> noise. <laughs> Put it on your website. Yes. Yes, because yeah. then the bad you'll still get business like the bad people will. Yeah, most people don't care. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> and the evil people will be like, yes, this is me. Yeah, right. You can be like re, you know, reclaimed by Ben Shapiro. And, you know, you actually it'll be better for your business. So just do that. Yeah. And then we mm -hmm. can. Yeah, great. Well, solve that one. Great. Yeah, great. Well, well Melissa, this, is... this has been a dream. <laughs> yeah, so truly. Thank you so Thank much you. for doing the pod. Oh my God. See Thank you at the next game night. <laughs> yes, can't wait. I'll host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Bye bye. Bye. bye.